Hello, good evening. Welcome back to Imperfectly Perfect Live. I am Trainee McNeil. I'm your host for the evening, as always. It's been a minute. It's been a minute, guys, but I'm excited. I'm excited to be back before you guys with a another podcast, a new year. Happy New Year. This is the first podcast of the year for Imperfectly Perfect Live. So to God be the glory. Um, I was just reflecting the other day of how this is my fifth year. I'm like, wow, going into my fifth year of um, doing the podcast and just starting this ministry. And I'm excited for a new year and what God is going to do um, here on out. And took the time out to work on some other things. So I'm back. I'm ready to share with you what God has downloaded to my spirit to give um, to you guys tonight. So I pray that everybody is ready, that you have your word, that you're ready to dive into the word together and just really dissect um, dissect this so that we can understand what God is saying to us in this season. So let's say a word of prayer and we get right into it. So Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you, Holy Spirit, God, for your presence. God, we thank you, Father God, for just um, blessing us, God, to see another year, blessing us, God, to be able to have your grace and your mercy, God, to have your breath in our bodies, Father, giving us another chance, God, to live this purpose out, live, God, this life out, God, for you. Holy Spirit, I ask that, God, that you would move through me tonight, that, Father God, as your vessel, God, and as your mouthpiece, Holy Spirit, I ask that, Father God, that whatever it is you desire to say, God, may every word that comes out of my mouth be out of yours, oh God. Father God, as you touch every viewer that is watching, every listener, is what is listening in the name of Jesus. Penetrate their hearts, their Father God, so they can hear your voice clearly. Father, whatever it is that we need, I ask that God that you fulfill the need. God, you said you supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that after tonight, God, that we will be ready to go to another level in you. So Holy Spirit, have your way. I come against every technical difficulty and every distraction that tries to interrupt your perfect will from being done. So Father, have your way. Make it all the glory, honor, and praise that is due to your name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to my followers on Instagram and on Facebook. We are live on our Facebook page. I am Imperfectly Perfect Incorporated. And um, that's something that God wanted me to do um, to bring more enlightenment to the organization and stop using my page so um here we are and i'm excited about new things so last time we were together we were on the i am series i don't believe that series is over but we're not going to touch on that tonight god has given me a different um topic to start off the year and it's very befitting um for the the top of the new year um, the topic that God gave me to do, and he gave it to me over the break, and is step up to step out. Step up to step out. And those of you that have been following this podcast or following the organization, um, you know that I love it when God just simply drops phrases or drops words, and I'm just like, okay, God. And in the middle of him giving me the phrase, I'm like, I'll just jot it down and um seek him for a revelation later and he really didn't give me the full um synopsis or revelation of what this phrase meant until today so um i'm grateful um 
that I'm learning to be obedient and just when I hear God's voice that I jot those things down or react. And that's where some of the things we're going to be talking about tonight is that when we hear God's voice, that we immediately are obedient and not allow ourselves to delay our response. That we don't delay our response. So let's get into it tonight. Step up to step out. What is God talking about? Step up to step out. So let's break down these words. First and foremost, let's break down the word step. Step means to move, go, etc. by lifting the foot and setting it down again in a new position or by using the feet alternately in this manner. So even though to step is a physical sense, let's not get it wrapped around as just being physical. We're going to be talking about spiritual sense. So it's both, it's both natural and spiritual because it starts off in the spirit realm and then it, it manifests in the natural. So to move, go, etc. by lifting the foot and setting it down again in a new position. Listen to the key words to cut in the context. New position or by using the feet alternately in this manner. What does the word up mean? Toward a higher place or position. Notice how both of these definitions have the word position in it. So we're going to talk about that briefly. Toward a higher place or position, that is what the word up means. Hi, Melissa. Happy New Year. Thank you for tuning in. Up. Up means toward a higher place or position. And then lastly, the other word I wanted to point out is out. Out means away from or not in the normal or usual place, position, or state. If you're stepping out, you're going away from or not in the normal or usual place, position or state. So if you're thinking about if God is calling for us to to step out, to step up, to step out, God is causing for us and calling for us to go higher, to go higher in him so that we can go out and do things that are not in the norm, things that we wouldn't normally do, get to get out of our comfort zone. It requires for us to step up, go higher in him so that we can be in a position to go out and do those things that he has assigned us to do that maybe we had once had fear or once didn't have the nerve or the boldness to do so. But because we stepped up and went higher in God, now we have the boldness that is given to us by the Holy Spirit to go out and do things that we wouldn't normally do. And getting a little ahead of myself, if God told you to move to across the country in a, in a city that you know nobody, you have no friends, you have no type of connections, but God told you to move to a whole other city on, a, on the other side of the country, that's God. Especially if that's not something that you would normally do, especially if you are living in your city where 
um, all of your family, all of your friends, all of the people that you're close to, all of your connections are in that city and you feel comfortable, right? When you have connections, when you have people that are backing you up, when you have just that familiarity or that community, rather, you don't really want to separate from that. Who wants to separate from a place where you have community and you can call somebody up and, and say, hey, I need somebody um, in an hour to help me go to downtown. I got um, some business deals or I need you to help me um, put this event together and you can call this person and they help support you. And you have all of these different people in this place. And a guy tells you to go somewhere else and then you got to build connections up again. You have to build that up again. Who really wants to do that? Like, who really wants to do that? Those are, that's, but that's what God is calling for us to do in 2022. Think about it. We are still two years in, in this pandemic. And in the beginning of the pandemic, God shut everything down. Why? Because there, and it still is, the spirit of rebellion has been running crazy in this world. Nobody wants to listen. Nobody wants to listen to God's voice. Nobody wants to be obedient to his instructions. But then you want all of these blessings. You want all these things from God. And God is saying, no, it doesn't work that way. God requires for us to follow his instructions. God requires for us to do what our assignments are to do, to follow out and follow through our purpose that he's given us. And we want the rewards, but we want to, but we don't want to put the work in. So God had to shut everything down. Cause us to be still because a lot of us were moving around, including myself, moving around, doing everything and, and not listening to God, listening to his instructions for what he wanted to, for us to do next. We kept doing the same old things and God is saying, no, I'm requiring a new thing. A new thing. And that was not, thank you, Holy Spirit. That was not in... Um, not in my notes, but I'm going to go there. I'm going to go to uh, Isaiah 40. Let me Holy Spirit. I believe it's, yes, 43, 18, 19. One moment. I'm going to read from the NIV version, Isaiah 43, verse 18 through 19 in the NIV. It says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Ooh, Sarabaya. That just, my God, that in itself. Thinking about being in this pandemic, thinking about being in the wilderness, and my pastor Tracy touched on this on Sunday. 
thinking about being in the wilderness. We're in the wilderness right now. And yes, things are more open in a sense. We're able to actually go to restaurants. We're able to actually shop in public and able to still supposed to be wearing our masks. But some places they have uh, taken down the mask mandate, which is I don't believe is wise. But we're still in a wilderness. We still have restrictions. But going back to Isaiah 43, 18, 19, God is saying, forget about the former things. So he's allowed this to happen. So we forget about what happened in our past. Focus on the new things. And God is telling us that even in the wilderness, he said, I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. So even in the pandemic, even in sicknesses, even in trials and tribulation, God is making a way for us. God is making a way for us. Do we not perceive it? Do we not see what God is doing? Why? Because we haven't opened up our eyes. We don't see. Do We're not looking at things through our spiritual lenses. We're looking at things in our natural selves. Yes, Melissa, give me one second and I'll type it for you. It's Isaiah. Isaiah 40, 18, 19. So we're looking at we're looking at these things in our natural lenses. But I could say one thing for me. During this pandemic, God had truly got my attention and started downloading some things into my spirit that he desired for me to do. And I touched on this um, in the uh, school that I work at. We have chapel and I'm sharing with some of the, the young people that God was God had me to do things that were out of the norm, like go in the park and dance in the park and go Facebook live and begin to minister to people things that something that I want. Yes, I'm a dancer. And yes, I'm a worshiper of God through dance. However, me going into the park by myself <laughs> and, and people, and this is the park where everybody goes to exercise and, you know, and everybody's out there and it's warm. So it was a lot of people. And then even one day I went out there and it was around voting time. So it was a lot of people out there. And God sent me out there to minister and dance. And if not, a fam- I mean, it was somewhat familiar, but not familiar for me to do. Because it was out of my norm, out of my comfort zone. But because I heard God's voice, I said, Lord, all right, I'm going to go. And it was people that was blessed that were around in, in um, that were around the park. And then a lot of people were blessed that were on Facebook Live. And it wasn't about me. See, the thing is, when you stepping out to step to stepping up to step out, you have to get out of yourself. Get out of what you would do. Get out of um what makes you feel comfortable it requires for you to think about others before you would think about yourself so let's get back to the sex <laughs> so stepping up to step out god is requiring for us to go higher in him 
hiring him so that we can be in a position to step out and do things that are out of the norm. How do we go hiring him? Increasing our prayer life. God is requiring for us to pray more than we have before. He's requiring for us to pray more than we have before. If you prayed 15 minutes before, God's requiring for you to pray at least a half an hour or more. And even multiple times a day. This is how we are get ourselves to be conditioned to hear his voice, to be sensitive to his voice, and to be allow ourselves to be sensitive to his direction so that we are obedient to his direction. And when we're not, we feel convicted. I know for me, if I don't want to react immediately, it's like I, it's like you ever hear the Holy Spirit's voice and it's like a still small voice. But if you keep trying to ignore it, it seems like it gets like magnified and louder and louder and louder and louder. <laughs> and God is basically saying, you going to hear me today. Like Basically, like he's like, you going to hear me. And when you have a relationship with God in that matter, God it speaks to you that way. He's like, you're you're going to hear me. And if you don't hear me today, it's going to be later on today or tomorrow. If you decide not to be obedient, that's on you. Because God, he sometimes we get second chances, but then there are times where we may not, that time, that chance may not come back around. So we can't always depend on, oh, God will give me another chance because God is a God of second chances, multiple chances. But we can't always depend on that. Because God's timing is important. God's timing is impeccable. God's timing is important that we follow God's timing right then and there. I'm talking about down to the to the last, to the second. It's important. Yes, mommy, God is requiring, requiring for us to pray more. So we have to be willing to do more. If we want more, we have to be willing to do more. And I'm not just talking about money-wise. If we want more from God, we can't just be expecting more from God if we're not willing to give more. That's not the way this relationship works. And, and that's and that's even comparing it to a natural relationship. When you are in a relationship with somebody or having a friendship with somebody and you acquire um, more from them or acquire your relationship or friendship to grow, it requires both of you, both parties to, to do more. So we're requiring more from God. God is requiring more from us. It's a new year. What happened last year? What happened years before? We can't focus on that. It's time to move forward. What happened, happened, and prayerfully you learned, we learned from those things. Apply those lessons to your life and move forward. And move forward. So let's go to 
Wait for a moment. We need to go higher in God so that we are in a position to do things out of faith and not sight. Our prayer lives are important. Go higher in prayer and faith and your faith will increase. Activate your faith and prayer. So let's go to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 11. And I'm going to read verse 1. And then I'm going to scroll down and read verse 6. So it says, now faith is the assurance, and this is the Amplified Version. Now faith is the assurance, title, deed, confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of their reality. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. And in, in verse 6, it says, But without faith, it is impossible to walk with God and please him. For whoever comes near to God must necessarily believe that God is this and that he rewards those who earnestly and diligently seek him. So going back to verse one, talking about faith, in order to have faith, you have to believe in the unseen. You have to be for lack of better words, crazy enough to believe in what you cannot physically see. Because you have to believe in it spiritually before, I said that already, for before it will be manifest naturally. God wants to know that you actually believe that he will manifest something that has not yet been manifesting naturally, but you believe by faith it's the substance of things hoped for. You have hope and the evidence of things not seen. And even the fact that you believe in God, we can't physically see God, but we know that he's real. We know that he's real. We can't see air, but we know and believe that it's real because we breathe it every day. So believing in those things and then going down again to verse six, where it says, but without faith, it is impossible to walk with God and please him. Whoever comes near to God must necessarily believe that God is this and that he rewards those who earnestly and diligently seek him. I love the fact that it's, it talks about on the one word necessarily, meaning that it's a requirement It's a requirement to have faith in order to believe God. If you want to be close to God, you have to have faith. You have to believe that what he exists. And then in return, God says he will reward those who earnestly and diligently seek him. Seeking him means that you have to pray. You have to pray. In Matthew 6, verse 33, it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. When we seek God, and when in, and it says again in Hebrews eleven six, 6, when we seek him, 
earnestly and diligently, God will reward us. God will reward us earnestly, diligently, every single day with an unction, with passion, seeking him. God, what is it that you desire for me to do today? Lord, how can I be of service to you? How can I be of service to your people? This is a season where God is acquiring more that he's literally saying it's time to get off the simulate. It's time to get off the baby formula. It's time to step up, to step out. <laughs> Thank you, husband. It's time to step up, to step out. So what got to shed light on me is that our minds are still stuck on what was. We're still stuck on our past. We're still stuck on how people abandoned us or how people let us down or how people um, we trusted someone and they disappointed us and how rejection. Just thinking about all of these negative things, but God is saying, what have I done for you? Have I ever let you down? Have I ever left you or forsake you? God said, never leave you or forsake you. It's important that we don't focus on things that we cannot control. If you can't control it, why are you focusing on it? Ask God to help you to move forward. What's done is done and not trying to belittle how you feel because yes, I've been disappointed. Yes, I've been rejected. Yes, I've been let down. But it's important that we don't focus on those things because there's so much more that God has in store for you. There's so much more that God wants to do for you and through you. And if we have our thoughts on things of the past, going back to Isaiah, forget the formal things. Do not dwell on the past in Isaiah 43. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? God is saying, do you not perceive that those things that you prayed for, those things that you've been hoping for, those things that you've been fasting and praying for, those things that you've been crying night after night for and saying, Lord, set me free. Lord, open up a door. Do you not perceive that I'm doing those new things? But because you're so focused on the past, so because you're so focused on how your last job let you down and how they fired you and how they did not respect you or how they did not appreciate what you had to offer, do you not perceive that I'm opening up a new door for you better than what you had before? Do you not perceive that I'm answering your call? Activate your faith. Focus on the new things. And this year, focus on, thank you, husband, focus on the new things. It's so much that God wants to do. I mean, I'm telling you, just looking, it's so powerful at how those that truly took a hold on what God is trying to do or is doing, 
businesses flourishing, books being produced, nonprofits being formed, people being blessed with houses. And I mean, just people are, be, are, are just being blessed. And it's not all about the, about the, um, about, uh, the natural things. Just the wisdom that's being downloaded. I'm, I'm telling you, just the I'm, I'm, I'm amazed about the wisdom that God is downloading into me, just by staying in His face, just by reading the Word of God and saying, "Lord, reveal Yourself to me, reveal Your mysteries to me." One of the things that my colleague and sister in Christ, Miss um, Tracy, she said the other day, I was sitting in her class, and she said that one of the greatest prosperities is the revelation knowledge of God. That is the greatest thing that we can ever receive is revelation knowledge from God, not money, not jewels, not pearls, not gold. The revelation knowledge from God is the greatest prosperity we can ever receive. Why? Because God is mysterious. God is mysterious. God does not reveal himself to everyone. So when God begins to speak, it's important that we listen. When God begins to speak, it's important that we listen. Because it may not come back around. All things court, it's important that we listen because it may not come back around. So it's important that we are not stuck on what was. Allow God to renew your mind so that your mind is clear to hear his voice. God will give you the answer you need to go forth. In Romans 12, in Romans 12, verse 1 through 2 in the Amplified Version, it says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies, dedicating all of yourselves set apart as a living sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing to God, which is your rational, logical, intelligent act of worship. And do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove for yourselves what the will of god is that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you god is requiring going back to verse one god's requiring for us to be set apart god requires for us to be set apart and i love he says dedicating all of yourselves it's time out for giving God a little bit of yourself, giving God a part of you. Oh God, you can take this, but you can't have that. Oh God, you can you can take um this job, but you can't have this addiction. Oh God, you can take um this money, but you can't have this relationship that I'm not supposed to be in. Giving God a little bit of yourself, and God says, "No, I require all. I want all of you." Because when our God has all of our attention, when God has all of our uh, all of us, we are more subjected to being obedient to his will. 
And in order for us to step up, to step out, we have to be obedient to his will. We have to be surrendered to God. That means giving up the former things, going back to that. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for downloading this scripture in my spirit. But getting the former things and focusing on what's new. So forget about that past. Forget about what was because you are no longer that person. You are a new creature. So who you was before, sorry to tell you, gone. Stop worrying about it. What is God trying to do through you? Have you been listening? Allow your mind to be renewed every single day. And it said, forgetting about superficial values and customs. Allow yourself to be progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind. Focus on godly values and ethical attitudes. We got to be focused on God. Focus on his agenda and not ours. In Romans 10, verse 17, in the Amplified Version, it says, so faith comes from hearing what is told and what is heard comes by the preaching of the message concerning Christ. Hearing what is told and what is heard comes by the preaching of the message of Christ. Have you been listening to the message? Have you been listening to the word? And then one of the things that my pastor also said is that watch, watch where, where, where you're eating at. You cannot eat from everybody's table. Watch what you are feeding into your spirit, man. Is what you're, what you're listening to actually in the word of God? Does it bear witness with your spirit? Or is it just a word that is tickling your ears? To make you feel good? Or is it causing you to, to bring forth change in your life? Yes, prosperity is good. Yes, positive things are great. But God is, is more concerned about your, about your maturity, about your obedience, than about what's making you feel good. Because sometimes it things that's that God is requiring you to do is going to require you to do things that don't feel good and it's not it's not pleasing to your flesh and is it makes you uncomfortable. But are you willing to do it? Are you willing to do the work? God is requiring us to do things out of the norm. That requires faith. To do things that are <laughs> That require you to speak when you have a, a fear of speaking in front of people, to do things that require you to connect one-on-one, and maybe that frightens you. I was talking about the other day how I can talk one-on-one with somebody, but when I'm in crowds, it's like I immediately get palms sweating in my in my my hands are, are sweating and I just feel like my, my voice gets shaky and I'm just like, what just happened here? But are you still going to push through? God is not asking for you to do things out of your own strength. God says, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. So where we are weak, he will make us strong. 
So yeah, you may not be the perfect speaker. Moses wasn't the purpose, perfect speaker. And even though he complained and tried to use excuse that the excuse to get out of it, God gave him his brother to speak. And God still used Moses for his glory to free the Israelites out of Egypt, out of bondage. So the example that I'm going to use tonight, somebody who stepped out by faith. And we're going to learn from Peter tonight. Peter stepping out of the boat to walk on water. We're going to learn from his strengths and his weaknesses. Because Peter had both. Peter was bold. Peter was probably the boldest uh, disciple <laughs> that, that walked with Christ. But he still has some weaknesses. So we're going to learn from him tonight. Matthew 14, verse 22 through 33. I'm going to read the whole passage and then I'm going to break down. Break it down for you to give you tools for stepping out in faith. So in Matthew chapter 14, verse 22 to 23, the title says Jesus walks on the water. It says in verse 22, it says immediately he directed disciples to get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side of the Sea of Galilee while he sent the crowds away. After he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When it was evening, when it was evening, he was there alone. But the boat by this time was already a long distance from land, tossed and battered by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, which was about 3 to 6 a.m., Jesus came to them walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, it is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately he spoke to them saying, take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. In another version, it says, take courage. It is I. And it says, I am. In verse 28, it says, Peter replied to him, Lord, if it is really you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the effects of the wind, he was frightened and he began to sink and he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus extended his hand and caught him saying to him, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those in the boat worshiped him with all inspired reverence, saying, truly, you are the son of God. So this is a familiar passage for those of you that are believers or some people that just know the Bible and may not believe, but they know the word of God. I mean, the enemy, the devil, he knows the word back and forth. But he's a trickster and he's a liar. So let's break this down. Tools for stepping out in faith. Number one, don't fear. Have courage. It's important that when we step out in faith, that we do not have the spirit of fear, the spirit of love, power, and a sound mind, that we have courage, that in Joshua 1, 9, when it says, be courageous, 
It talks about us being courageous. It's important that we believe because when we have courage, that means that we're depending on God's strength to get us through. It's not because we just automatically have courage. No, God is giving us the strength to go forth. In Matthew 14, 26, it says, when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, it is a ghost. And they cried out in fear, but immediately he spoke to them saying, take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. So even in moments, God is not saying that we will never be afraid. He's not saying that we won't never have um, the feeling of fear, but we know that feelings are temporary. Feelings don't last. So yeah, if I if you see if I see a lion walking in my apartment right now, yeah, a sense of fear is going to come upon me because I'm afraid of what that lion might do to me. But if God was to tell me, take courage, I'm here. I'm I have you covered. I'll protect you. That's when I breathe. And I truly have to believe that God is going to cover me. Might still be shaking inside, but on the outside, I'm like, okay. God got me. You have courage. Your emotions are not getting the betterment of you. You're in a better state of mind to listen to God's directions. And you're going to hear him clearly. Don't fear. Have courage. So I'm not saying again that you are never going to have a sense of fear or feeling of fear or, or be afraid. But if God says he got you, he got you. And you got to trust that he's going to do it. Period. Number two, tools for stepping out in faith. Speak up and ask God to send you out. Speak up and ask God to send you out. Because this is the thing. God wants to see that you actually are ready, that you actually are asking him to go. The word of God says many are called, but few are chosen. Why? Why is that? Because God called a lot of people, but few people actually answered the call. So those who answered the call are the chosen ones. Not saying that everybody didn't hear what God had to say, but it was only a few of them. It's only a few of us that actually listen and respond actually take action so when we speak up and say lord send me god says now you're ready god says now you're ready because now you're asking me even though this is not something that you would normally do even though this is something that's not in the norm for you you're stepping out by faith and saying lord send me 
Matthew 14, 28, it says, Peter replied to him, Lord, if it is really you, command me to come to you on the water. Peter commanded, I mean, asked Jesus to command him to go on water. That's like going to God and saying, Lord, if you really want me to do this, if you really want me to travel across the, the nations and preach the gospel to all of these people, Lord, command me to go. Because when God commands us as believers, when God commands us, we are required to obey. So Peter, in a sense, is like, Lord, I need you to command me to do it because as a believer, as me being your disciple, I am required to obey you. So I have no choice but to step out by faith and step out of this boat and walk on water. So if we're asking God, Lord, send me, God, if you want me to go, tell me to go. You're telling God, Lord, when you tell me to go, I have no choice but to be obedient to you. That's crazy faith. In the words of Pastor Michael Todd, crazy faith. They say, Lord, send me across the world. I don't know anybody, but God, send me over there. Why? Because you know that God got you, that whatever you need, he will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. That's already hands down taken care of. But it requires you, your faith to be activated for him to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ever ask, imagine, think about. It requires more from you. It requires more. So Peter spoke up and asked God to send him out. Number three, be bold. Step out by faith when God gives you instructions. So number one, you didn't have, don't have fear, simply have courage. For lack of better words, simply. Then God is saying, speak up, ask me to send you out. And then when God gives you the instructions or gives you the command, now it's time for you to be bold, step out by faith and do it. In Matthew 14, 29, it says, he said, come, that's Jesus talking. He said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came toward Jesus. Peter immediately, whoo, thank you, Holy Ghost. Peter immediately got out of the boat and walked on water and came toward Jesus. Peter believed that he can do the impossible, which is impossible to man. But the word of God says in Matthew 19, 26, all things are possible in him. So Peter asked God to command him, Jesus commanded Peter, come. And Peter immediately responded. That's what God wants from us. God wants for us to have immediate response to his directions. God says, speak, speak. God says, pray, pray. Even though it's three o'clock in the morning, Lord, I got to get up at 5 a.m. to go to work. God don't care about that. He requires for us to be obedient. 
But God says he'll bless you for your obedience. Obedience is better than sacrifice. So even though you may be tired, God will bless you for being obedient because you never know who God woke you up to pray for. And because of your prayers, the prayers of the righteous developed much because you were obedient, stopped what you were doing, and prayed. You could be um, intercepting the plan of the enemy that was trying to take away that person's life. We got to be bold. Step out by faith when God gives us instructions. God says, come. Are you going to come? Are you going to speak? Are you going to go? Are you going to move? Are you going to put that, that down payment down on that on that building? Even, even though you don't know where the rest of the money is coming from. Are you going to make that call? What are you going to do? That's out of your norm this year. What are you going to do that is out of your norm this year that God is requiring for you to do? Number four, keep your focus on Jesus. Don't be distracted by your circumstances. I don't care what's happening around you. I don't care what the bank said. I don't care what your family said. I don't care if it seems like nobody's supporting you, if nobody is um, is encouraging you. If you believe in your spirit and you know you've received confirmation that this is God, so that's important, Cyborg. Make sure you receive confirmation. This is not just you just think coming up this on your own. No. When God speaks, he always sends confirmation. He always sends confirmation. And it may come in different ways. It may come in a song. It may come um, in a dream. It may come in um, through the man of the prophet or prophetess of God. It may come in different ways. But always make sure you receive confirmation before you take that step. Back to my point, keep your focus on Jesus. Don't be distracted by your circumstances. In Matthew 14, 30, it says, but when he saw, this Peter, when he saw the effects of the wind, he was frightened and he began to sink and he cried out, Lord, save me. Why did Peter begin to sink? Just that quickly. Peter was walking on water. He had the boldness. You see how 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 quickly something like that can happen by having doubt. Peter had the courage. God, Jesus told him to have courage. He he no longer was afraid. He didn't have fear anymore. And then he asked Jesus to command him to walk on water. And Jesus said, "Come." Then Peter stepped out boldly immediately and walked on water stepped out of the boat and walked on water and came toward jesus but he allowed himself to stop focusing on jesus and started focusing on his circumstances started focusing on his trials started focusing on his unqualifications started started focusing on all the naysayers started focusing on his past Instead of, instead of focusing on what God said, 
and keeping his eyes stayed on Jesus. Why? Yes, mommy, he lost his faith. Thank you, sissy. <laughs> I'll try it. <laughs> he lost his faith just that quickly. He started looking at the storms and started looking at, wow, just that quickly he allowed doubt to consume him. He allowed doubt to consume him. We can't allow our circumstances to get the best of us. Because God's promises are yes and amen. So whatever God said, it will come to pass. But it's up to us to do our part. Because it's only going to happen if we have the faith to activate it so that it can be manifested from the spirit realm to the natural. So we can't be upset if we don't see it happening before us. God already spoke it. He did his part. He spoke it even before we were formed into in our mother's womb. But what are we doing to ensure that what God said comes to pass? Are we following his instructions? Are we stepping out by faith and doing those things that seem like it's crazy? But are we going to are we actually going to do it even though it's out of our norm or out of our comfort zone? And lastly, Number five. Wait, I'm sorry. Is that the last one? Yes, I got ahead of myself. Don't doubt God. Don't allow doubt to overtake you. Keep trusting God no matter what. Don't allow doubt to overtake you. Keep trusting God no matter what. In Matthew 14, 31 through 32. It says, immediately Jesus extended his hand and caught him saying to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. So Jesus said, why did you doubt me? And I could just imagine not even being there. I can imagine how close Peter was to Jesus, how Peter stepped out by faith, walked on water, and how he probably was this close to Jesus. Literally could like reach out his hand and be that close. That close to getting what was his, what God wanted to give him. But because he allowed himself to be distracted about, about, about everything that was happening around him, just that quickly, he started sinking. Oh, ye of little faith. Don't allow doubt to consume you. That even when it looks like it's not going to happen, that's where your prayer life is so important. 
that when doubt tries to creep in, go to God, be honest to him, say, Lord, I know what you said. Father, I need you to help me. And start speaking God's word back to him. Read that, read what he told you again. God, I know you said that I'm going to be entrepreneur and Lord, I know you said that I'm going to be wealthy. God, I know you said that I'm going to be, I have this business and it's going to be a blessing and it's going to be in, in this city and it's going to be this amount of money and I'm going to have to pay, only have to pay this amount. Start speaking those things back because when you speak those things back, that reminds God that you heard what he said, and then it, it starts activating that faith. You're speaking the word back to him. Not that God doesn't know it, but he wants to see that you actually heard his voice, that you actually believe, and that even in the midst of, of doubt trying to overtake you, you go to God and pray and say, Lord, I need your strength. I need you to, to strengthen me. I need you to keep me, Father. I know that you're my provider. I know that you're a way maker. I know that you're a promise keeper. That even though, God, these things are happening around me and I keep getting no's and not enough yeses, God, your word, your word is what I believe in. Your word is what I believe in. And I'm telling when you do that, just that quickly, God would give you like a B12 shot that God would give you to strengthen you, to hold on, to not throw in the towel, to keep going, keep going, keep going. And thank God in the middle of it, praise Praise is our password. The River Church, our pastor Tracy said, they spoke that praise is our password in the middle of trials and tribulations. It's important that we praise God. Praise confuses the enemy. Praise confuses the enemy. Why? Because the enemy likes to throw darts. He likes to throw different situations our way to get us off focus. Like Peter was, he was all focused, right? But instead of us allowing ourselves to be distracted and say, Lord, I thank you that even in the middle of me being sick in my body, Lord, I thank you that, that you said in your word that by Jesus stripes, I am already healed. So Lord, I thank you for my healing. Lord, I praise you. I declare and decree that it is so, Father, that even though that, Father God, that I don't have enough money in my bank account, but Lord, I thank you to Father God, that Father, you said I'm the head and I'm not the tail, God, that I will be the lender and not the borrower, Father. I am above and not beneath. Lord, I thank you, Father, that the house shall be mine. Lord, I thank you, Father God, that my house that father god that my family shall be wealthy god that i shall that father god have that father uh, enough that father god to set forth a legacy god for my children god and my children's children in the name of jesus start speaking that thing into existence praise confuses the enemy don't give in to what he's doing to you start speaking the word confuse them Confuse the enemy with your praise. I know it's been rocky. 
I know it's been so so much uncertainty happening in the world and it seems like lord when is this pandemic ever going to end but trust and believe it's only temporary stop focusing on the pandemic and start focusing on what god is trying to do for you and through you Focus on the new thing. Stop focusing on the former. Focus on the new thing in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Focus on the new thing. Allow it to spring forth in your life. Allow it to spring forth in your life. Start getting those scriptures. Write them down. I love that my husband, and I put him on French Street. <laughs> I love that he put reminders in his phone and encouraging himself. And he constantly has these scriptures that pop up every single day. Have those go-to scriptures. And if you don't know it, Google your best friend. We have technology at our fingertips, literally. Google scriptures for faith. Google scriptures for encouragement. Google scriptures for strength against and scriptures that will help you to fight against um, to, um, anxiety and doubt and fear. Stop depending on others so much. Yes, it's great to have accountability. It's great to have that circle. But what if they're not available? Are you going to allow yourself to sink? Are you going to allow yourself to fall? Because maybe they're not available. God is always there. We can't always depend on others. The word of God says David encouraged himself. He was in a cave. He had to encourage himself. He had all these people. He had uh, Saul, King Saul after him. And King Saul had all of his men trying to, trying to kill David. He had to encourage himself and remind himself of how God, how good God is. Remind himself of what God did in his life. Remind yourself of what God did in your has done already. Same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. What has God done for you? And if he did it before, words of Todd Tribbett, he will sure enough do it again. Don't allow your circumstances to forget how good God is. God doesn't have to prove himself to us. Because he's been consistent. He's the only consistent person in our lives. People are fickle, but God is so consistent. So those points again, tools for stepping out in faith. Don't fear, have courage. Number two, speak up and ask God to send you out. Number three, be bold, Step out by faith when God gives you instructions. Number four, 
keep your focus on Jesus. Don't be distracted by your circumstances. And lastly, number five, don't allow doubt to overtake you. Keep trusting God no matter what. I pray that everybody was encouraged and uplifted, empowered tonight. That on this beginning of the new year, that we truly take time out and get in God's face. Pray more. Increase your prayer time. Increase the amount of time we spend in the word of God. And I even encourage you to read more books. Read more books and, yes, more spiritual books. There are some, some spiritual books that you need to read and look into what are the gifts that God has placed in you. Also, get some books that, natural books, that if you are aspiring to be an entrepreneur, that you're getting some books that's going to help you and, and uh, your business to be business savvy, to be able to know how to market, to be able to know how to write a business plan. Those key tools. Know, get some, just, it's important that we read more and upgrade our knowledge. It's important that we do that to the betterment of ourselves, naturally and spiritually. He said, did you say Peter's strengths and weaknesses were? Yes, Peter's strengths. Peter's strengths was the fact that he was bold. Peter's strength is the fact that he was not, he didn't have fear. Peter's strength is that he was not afraid to step up. But his weakness was that he focused he focused on his surroundings. And then he had a problem when it came to doubt. He had a problem when it came to doubt. All right, guys, before I end, I want to make sure that I always, always open up the opportunity to introduce to those that maybe don't know Christ. Maybe don't have a relationship with Jesus. And after you listen to this message and you listen to how Jesus encourages us to have, um, encourages us to have courage, encourages us to step out, encourages us to do things that are not out of our, is not in our comfort zone. He encourages us to go higher in him. And how, if we trust in God, the impossible to man will be possible. If you want a taste of that, if you want to experience that, I encourage you to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Jesus loves you. He wants to free you from the spirit of rejection. He wants to free you from the spirit of, of abandonment. I promise you, if you make this decision, that Jesus will fill the void that you have in your life. The love that you desire is in him. I encourage you to say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I realize that I am a sinner and I need you, Jesus, in my life. I've spent so much time without you. And I realize now that you are the answer that I have been looking for. 
I ask you, Jesus, that you come into my life and be my Lord and Savior. I believe in my heart and I'm confessing my mouth that you died on the cross for my sins. And I thank you, Jesus, for being the ultimate sacrifice just for me so that I can have life and live eternally. So Jesus, I ask that you wash me, cleanse me, make me whole, renew my mind so that I can be complete in holding you. I thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Thank you, Jesus, for loving me. And I will serve you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you pray that prayer of salvation, welcome, welcome, welcome into the body of Christ. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hallelujah. Heaven is rejoicing for your soul right now. I don't care if it's one person. Heaven is rejoicing for you. I encourage you, you are a new creature. All those old things are behind you. Behold, the new things are before you in the name of Jesus. And one last call for those of you that once had a relationship with Christ, but maybe some things got in the way and you allowed those things to cause you to steer away from having um, a close-knit relationship with Jesus like we did before. Whatever took place, whatever happened, guess what? None of that matters in this moment. What does matter is that you know that Jesus still loves you. And that he still cares for you and that he's waiting for you with open arms. That whatever you did, if you repent right now and say, Lord, forgive me for what I have done. God will forgive you and give you a clean slate. And give you another chance to get it right. God loves you that much. So I encourage you to take this opportunity while you still have breath in your body to take this moment to rededicate your life back to Jesus. I promise you it will be worth it. Say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm so sorry for turning my back on you and allowing myself to get from under your grace. Jesus, I, I thought that I can separate from you and that everything will be okay and that I can live life without you. But Jesus, I realized that that was a mistake. And I know without a shadow of doubt that you are real, Jesus. And without you in my life, nothing will make sense. So Jesus, I ask that you come back into my life. Be my Lord and Savior once again. Allow me, God, to get back under your grace. I already know who you are, Jesus, and I already believe and confess in my mouth that you died on the cross and saved me to make me whole so that I can live eternally. So, Jesus, I actually renew my mind again, wash me, cleanse and make me whole once again so that I can get back into alignment with you. Jesus, I'm turning away from my wicked ways. I'm turning away from those things that which were God. And I ask that you would help me. Help me, God, to move forward. Thank you, Jesus, for giving me another chance to get it right. I surrender to you for real this time, and I'm not turning back. I love you, and I thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer 
a rededication. Welcome back into the body of Christ. I promise you this is the best decision you ever made. Five years ago, I made this decision. And look where I am at today. Not bragging on anything. If anybody think I'm bragging on, I'm bragging on Jesus. The fact that he gave me another chance. And now I am encouraging and speaking before people every single week. That in spite of your imperfections, God will still use you to fulfill your God-given purpose. Be encouraged. Be lifted. Don't allow your past to get you down. God will use your past and create a platform for you. I promise you he will. Be encouraged. I pray that you find a church home if you don't already have one. A church home that you can be fed weekly, everything weekly, and then encourage you to be able to find a way to have a daily relationship with Christ. If you need help with that, please inbox me on Facebook, inbox me on Instagram, my Instagram followers. Follow us, follow us on Instagram and on Facebook. Facebook, we are available on at I Am Imperfectly Perfect Incorporated, our Facebook page, and also Instagram, available I underscore am underscore imperfectly perfect. And then our podcast is available on all podcast platforms, all streaming pla- platforms. That is Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, Spotify, and so many more. It's available to you. and It'll be uploaded so that you can listen to it at your convenience. So be encouraged, be uplifted, make sure that you continue to allow God to do a new thing in you. Whenever the enemy tries to come in and cause you to doubt God, go back to what God said and repeat it and put a praise on it. Put a praise on it to God be the glory. I love you guys so much. I see you guys next week. Be encouraged, be uplifted. Until next time on A Perfectly Perfect Live, I will see you guys later. Have a great night.